0: In this episode, we're following the journey of one first home buyer who has conquered the mountain and bought a home for her young family in regional Victoria. We're going to hear about the lessons they learned, whether their assumptions were right or wrong, the mistakes they made and those that were avoided, and ultimately how they sealed the deal. Welcome to Your First Home Buyer Guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right. I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyers, agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us, we've got over 40 years experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together, we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that you can rely on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step.
1: Now, we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode, and if you'd like more useful tools, head over to the website, homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists that you can download, a free mini course on how to price a property, and our where to buy a workshop for only $39. Priceless stuff, really. Bargain. But before we get into the interesting
0: stuff in this week's episode, here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You of course know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information.
1: Jackie is a Home Bar Academy graduate and we're so excited to be hearing about her story today and sharing it with you. Thank you so much for coming along. But before we kick off on all about you, Jackie, um, every episode, Megan sits with some strange looking house behind her and this one looks like a, I don't know, an old fashioned spaceship. Yes. Um, what is the house of the week? I actually quite like this. I like it myself.
0: This is, uh, this is what we hope 1st home buyers are not going to have to resort to in the, in the future. So
1: <laughs> it's actually called a Futuro
0: house or a pod. It's round, it's prefabricated, and it was actually designed by a Finnish architect. There were only about 100 of these manufactured during the late 1960s and early 1970s, and having that kind of UFO shape about them, they've become a bit of a collector's item. Apparently they're highly sought after and very highly
1: valued so they look transportable yes, um i'm not sure yes, if it they completely
0: transport
1: i don't think there's flight mode <laughs> oh my god well there you go that's fantastic so thanks for joining us jackie i hope you enjoyed our, our ufo home yeah i there. was
2: gonna ask about that in the background but i thought i <laughs> wasn't sure maybe it was your design choices <laughs> I just started off, there was
0: one of the early episodes, I said to Veronica, "You should, I've just been Googling cool houses. I think yeah. we should introduce the world to these strange houses around the place. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. my bit of fun each week. Anyway, might- let's start at the beginning, Jackie. When did you first decide you wanted to buy a property?
2: Yeah, so we um, were starting to look at the, I think it was during the lockdowns in 2020 where we made a decision that we were finally going to buy something. We'd waited a really long time. We'd been renting in Werribee, which is in the outer western suburbs of Melbourne, which is where my partner grew up. So we knew the area really well. We had rented in the more inner western suburbs in Seddon as well for a few years before that. Um, But essentially, yeah, we made the decision. We had finished having children. We've got three kids. And so I was back at work again, and it just felt like it was a really good time To buy, like so many other people, you know, we spent the lockdown looking at places and thinking about what we had wanted. And then I obviously stumbled across your course online, so decided to do that because I had nothing else to do with my time. Um, Well, not nothing else, but it seemed like a really valuable way (laughs) to use my lockdown time. And then when things started opening up again in about October of 2020, we sort of hit the ground running, really excited with our pre-approval, ready to go out and look um, and then yeah things were pretty positive in the beginning we were like looking at a lot of places and seeing a lot of things and we were trying to sort of take our time and make a really informed intelligent decision having gone through all the steps of the course and then obviously as everybody knows things kind of got a little bit crazy and the market went a little bit nutty and we sort of yeah we went on this really crazy journey where we We bought a house that we got inspected that had so many issues we actually pulled out of the deal. And then we went to some auctions and we lost out on a couple of auctions. And yeah, we were sort of sitting there thinking, what was our next sort of move? What were we gonna do? And we went back um, and had to think about like from the perspective of the course and what we really got out of it or what I think was the most valuable thing that we got from the first home buyers course was the idea that you kind of have to approach what you're gonna buy through the lens of the house, the location or the price and sort of what were we willing to kind of compromise on because we were kept missing out on these houses. We got one, but it ended up being, you know, in really poor shape. So then that wasn't really a good thing. So what were we gonna kind of give on? And we decided to compromise on location, but still kind of keep what we really wanted. So we were trying to get into the very center of Werribee where it was close to all the schools and close to all the shops. And we really wanted to avoid the new subdivisions that were coming up like just around the area and so knowing that we wanted to get that central location we thought well what if we wanted to get that central location but outside of melbourne and look at something completely different and so we decided um to look in some regional towns and we found a really beautiful one that we really loved and my husband was able to transfer his work here and so yeah it just sort of all fell into place and when we decided to do that the process became so much more easy because we we're able to make a decision now, knowing what we were looking for, and then having more opportunity because our buying power was a little bit higher in a regional town. And so, yeah, things are pretty smooth after that.
0: Wow. I think that answers <laughs> all of our questions. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where to stop. <laughs> Love your
1: enthusiasm and zest. It's a classic. Fabulous. it's so it's interesting though when you're talking about lockdown you're talking about the first lockdown too aren't you yeah we're
2: talking about the first lockdown like it did take a long time so we ended up buying last year in august Mm. i think so we kind of started looking in october when things started opening up and then we actually got something in august of last year so 2021
1: yeah, so it still took a while even though you were prepared and you had to sort of go back and revise and 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 rework because, of course, prices just took off. And a lot of people reacted very differently to that that price rises. Um, and some people kept, continued to beat their head against a brick wall, which is what you chose not to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what happened. When we made the decision to do it, we did it after having lost out on an auction. And so we went to an auction and we were prepared to go to our highest um, bid And so we went to the highest bid, and it didn't go crazy over our highest bid. It went about 40000 over our highest bid. So we were sort of like, we're in the game.
0: I feel like we're so close,
2: but so far, like it was, you know, too much money, obviously, for us to have paid. Plus, we wanted to do some things to it. So we were actually hoping to get it for a little bit less than our highest, but we were prepared to go to it. And when we got back home, my partner said to me, like, how do you feel? Are you upset? Are you angry? And I was like, I'm actually not, because... I don't think I would have been happy paying that for that house. Like, I don't think I would have been comfortable having paid that much for it. And so then we sort of were like, well, then we've got to change something. Like we've got to, you know, change our tactics somehow and either go for a lesser house and live in something smaller or not as as nice as what we had kind of hoped, like, you know, the house, the location, the price. Mm We have to be willing to maybe look at price, which we were, we did do, and we changed our price range as well. But then we started to think a little bit outside of the box with location. And so it was funny because everyone's like, but you wanted that area so bad. And I was like, yeah, no, I just wanted the center of it, though. And I wanted the center of it because of, you know, being nice you know, next to the schools, being next to the cafes and the shops. So if we could just take that and move it to another, like, town where you're still in the center, then that would be really great. And that's where we are. We're, like, walking distance 20 minutes to everything, so we have we just achieved what we wanted, but in a different place.
1: That is so cool, isn't it? Because you're really focusing Very on what re- introspective.
2: Yeah, and also yeah, you're looking. And at it was really- hard because I had my dad sending me all these listings from the little um, subdivisions in the outer suburbs, being like, my "Why would you go by here? Like, don't you want this one?" And I'd be like, "No, Dad, stop sending me." These. <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah, so I had a place in your team but not as the advisor
2: (laughs) yeah that's right and so a lot of those things in the course sort of came up and it was really interesting because I kept saying to him like you know this is not a good idea it's not a good investment and yeah it was good it was helpful where did your dad live my dad lives in Canada. That's the worst part. He has no idea about anything about the Australian right. property market. I was wondering <laughs> and he about would have that. These in the are in the same suburb. They have the same postcode. How come you don't like, and I'm like, because dad, it's a different part of the suburb. And yeah, even if it's only five minutes down the road with traffic and stuff in Melbourne, it's just, it's a really different place. <sighs> wow. Very
0: interesting. So uh, you started the process of educating yourself back in COVID, but how h- how did you come up with a deposit? Was was that helpful actually? Not having a life for a period of time during those lockdowns?
2: Yeah, I think it was really helpful. Like I think, like we had obviously we're like a little bit older, probably uh, on the side of first home buyers, so we had been saving for a long time, and we had got an, an investment properties, which I was telling. Um, Veronica about. So a few years ago, we decided that we wanted to rent in the area that we were in. It was quite affordable to rent in that area, but we would buy an investment property. So we did that. And then we decided when we um, were going to change our price point, what we did was is get rid of the investment property. And so that obviously made it a lot easier for us too. So we feel really privilege that we had done that because the rising house prices obviously were really hard and difficult but then that same thing happened with our investment property so sort of Mm. offset some of that a little bit and then that gave us a little bit more opportunity here so yeah so the deposit part was hard but yeah we definitely didn't spend any money in lockdown for a very very long time so yeah no we definitely saved money doing that how old are your kids jackie yeah, they're pretty young. So I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old in May. So she's going to turn five next month, and then I also have a two-year-old little guy.
1: Wow! So Busy you've been house. preparing and planning, and obviously get rent vesting effectively. You've, you've been yeah, a that's exactly
2: what we are doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that allowed you the flexibility to sort of get on with your life. Cause a lot of people would sort of put off having kids until they bought a house, you know, it's hard to work out what order to do everything.
2: Yeah. And I think for us too, like, and part of the reason why we found it so helpful to look at that lens of the three different things is because our house, like, we could kind of give up finishes and stuff, but we really needed something that was going to be a really good size. And so we mm. couldn't compromise mm. on size, which was really difficult. And we thought, you know, that we would have all these options being in the outer suburbs, but because we wanted to be And the most central part of it, a lot of those houses were built a really long time ago. So they were really small and they're sort of those more traditional styles. And so, you know, they were mostly three bedroom, one bathrooms, which doesn't really work for a family of five. And then obviously being from Canada, my family comes and spends really long periods of time with us. And so we wanted to have, um, you know, really good separation and space for them. So when we were looking, we quickly realized you're either going to have to and you put a lot of money into renovating something or look at like a knockdown rebuild option. And so we were open to all those things, but our budget probably wasn't <laughs> as open to all those things as we were sort of hoping. Um, and we thought like, oh, we would have all these options because we were at the higher, our budget was at the higher end for that suburb. But there really wasn't a lot coming up for sale and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. coming up for sale was those really small places or you know, and then you start to look at the cost of it and then how much the renovation be. And then we quickly realize that, yeah, there was really not that much that we could really, that would really work for us. And so that was part of the realization that we maybe had to change something about what we wanted. I'm curious
1: too, that property that you had made an offer on and Mm. you're going to go ahead, obviously there was a conditional offer and that one of the conditions was a successful building and pest inspection. What came up in that inspection? Everything
2: came (laughs) up in that inspection. So it was an older home. It was right in the heart of what we were looking at. It was just a few minutes walk to everything. Like we were so excited about it. It was um, a 1940s bungalow that had been renovated. And so it had an addition put on the back. So it made the house much bigger. And even though the floor plan was a little bit odd, it was actually like, it still had the like beautiful original front. And there were some really lovely features of it. And we sort of looking at it, we're like, oh, we're pretty sure the floor is not even, you know, mm-hmm. that that roof looks a bit dodgy. Like there was a couple things. And so in our budget, we were still like, that's okay. We've got this sort of money that we could put into something, but everything <laughs> with issues, you know, like the floors needed to be, they told us we would um, have had to pump um, a slab underneath it and lift the whole mm-hmm. thing because it was, it was even sinking, though it was fairly it? level and been re it had separated from the foundations quite a lot in the house. And then also the roof, when they put on the addition, they didn't roof it correctly. So they just added on additional roof rather than re-roofing it all as sort of one piece. And so... They told us that needed to be redone. And then there was some electrical issues and there's just a whole bunch of things and it was quite an extensive list. And so we were prepared for some stuff to come back on a house at all, but we weren't prepared for all of that to come back. And when we sort of thought about how much it would cost to renovate, how long we'd have to keep renting for while we did all of this, it sort of made us think maybe we would just look at something different. And so we decided to pull out of the deal.
0: Especially considering okay. Insight, it's a good decision.
2: Yeah. yeah but it- I mean, at first we were really upset about it. Like there was a part mm. of me, I think, but I did keep remembering the things that you're talking about, like the sunken cost syndrome or, you know, that kind of phenomenon <laughs> where people feel like, oh, we've already put this money into it. We've already, you know, we already told all of our families that we had bought and we'd sent all of our friends the listing so they could have a look at the pictures. And I was like, don't be that person that just goes forward with it because we've sort of said that we were going to. So even though it hurt and it was, you know, a little bit disappointing, we got over it pretty quickly. And at the end now, we're so glad that we didn't because we're yeah. really, really happy with where we are now.
1: Where? Have you, how long have you been living? We won't say which town, or can we say which town? I don't know. Yeah, it's you. I don't know how big she, it is. love
2: it. It's a beautiful town. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people live there? Do you know? Um, that's a really good question. It's quite a touristy community. And so I think it's one of those towns that um, – really changes according to the season so I think there's like maybe about 5,000 people that live here permanently but it's at the base of Mount Hula
1: Mm. so
2: there's a lot of people that come here for skiing during the winter and then there's also two lakes one on either side of the town and so there's a lot of people that come here in the summertime so there's the whole main street is beautiful little boutique shops and lots of cafes and yeah lots of wonderful things and Yeah, and it's been actually smoother coming here than I thought. I'm a teacher, and I was prepared not to work, but I found a job, and my kids are settling really well, and everything just kind of fell into place, but we just decided to go for it and do it and work everything else out afterwards. And it's sort of coming together really nicely. Well, there was quite a bit of planning and forethought involved. (laughs) Yeah. And it did take a long time. In retrospect, like it it just yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like journeys and stuff, like on reality TV, I'm like, what journey? Like (laughs) this is not a journey. That's such like a cliche thing to say. But Mm -hmm. then I feel like our, you know, experience has been this really long kind of journey that we sort of ended up being somewhere completely different. And yeah, we still talk to people back in Melbourne that, from lockdown reasons we haven't talked to you in a while and they're like oh we should catch up I'm like oh we have moved <laughs> we live in <laughs> rural <World> Victoria now <laughs> could you have imagined this being
0: your life and your direction and your future two and a half years ago
2: no pre-COVID? not at all and like I said we were so committed and even like we just came back from Easter with my partner's family and we were all camping and there was a lot of comments about like they just couldn't believe that you know, we were so committed to this one area. We had rented there. We had lived there. You know, my kids went to, like, my oldest daughter went to school. Like, we were well and truly invested into this one space. And then in, like, a matter of a week, we're like, not nah, we're leaving, bye, see you later. And they thought we were joking. <laughs> we were just mad. You know, we were making a really emotional decision because we missed out on this auction. And we're like, no, we, this this is, yeah, we've, we made this choice. And we're going to go for it. And I shocked both of us. <laughs>
1: Well, you have moved from one side of the world to the other. So I guess moving outside Melbourne Mm -hmm. isn't
2: really that big at all. (laughs) And and I actually say that to a lot of people because I'm from a really small country town in Canada. And so when people are like, oh, this is such a big move for you, Jackie, I'm like, it's actually not. It's a bigger move for my partner. He grew up in Mm. the city. He's always pretty much lived up except for, you know, a small exception in the um, suburb that he grew up in. And so it was actually a much bigger move for him um he's never been away from his family I've been away from my family for a really long time and mm-hmm. and so I was sort of hoping that he would find it a little bit easier but he's going really well he's really enjoying it how far is it to Melbourne from Oh, about two and a half hours right so it's not so It's a journey yeah but it's yeah, not like I mean, it's five hours you know, plan to go but it's not so crazy that we're not able to catch up with our friends and family a week um trip. we try mm-hmm. to get there about once a month once every couple of months and you know people have been coming to visit us and so that's been really lovely and yeah it hasn't been too bad at all it's definitely not you know the Canada Australia distance that I'm used to.
0: <laughs> that, that is hard particularly with, that, yeah, with the borders big, being closed but let's talk a little bit more about the journey and and mm-hmm. how you prepared yourself you did the course but prior to that when did you first start learning about how to buy a property and who were you talking
1: to
2: Yeah. Nobody. (laughs) So like, that's sort of one of the things I was sort of saying to Veronica when I was emailing her is that we realized after having done the course that when we bought our investment property, we probably made a lot of mistakes doing that is, you know, you just like, this is what we want. This is our budget. And then you would go and look at places. And I think on our second Viewing, we just were like, "Oh, we like this place." Made an offer, they accepted, and that was it. It was ours, and we just had it. um, and we didn't really think much about it, and it was just sort of like, "Oh, this is what we want to do with our money." And so, yeah, I think having done the course, it really helped us think about things differently and really focus on what we wanted, which was a really good thing because. If we hadn't done it, I have a feeling we would have ended up in exactly where my dad was sending me all the listings for because we would have just gone, like, this is really easy. It's really not that far from where we were. could have had the size of house we wanted and, you know, a newer home with nicer finishes. And so I think that's where we would have ended up had not done all of these sort of steps and taken the time to really think through what was most important to us. So I think that was a really positive thing um, is that we were able to sort of tune out what other people's advice were and just really focus on and think about what was right for our family
1: I really love that you've you looked at not only why did we want to live in Werribee but why mm. do we want to live in this part of Werribee I think yeah. that, that is such a very important subtle thing that like you say that people would just automatically just exp- their idea of location or changing location in terms of compromising for you know to, in order to achieve it buying a property would be just to stay in where we but push out yeah and, and i love the fact that you've really gone into why do you want to be here and and it did actually mean i didn't want to be in that suburb per se mm. um i love the fact that you've come from small town canada and then you're living sort of not not that it's quite the same in the melbourne ski or the victorian ski fields but-
2: it's He's actually pretty back to similar. the, it's one of the yeah. things I like, but I said when we came here, I was like, I could see myself live here because it has a feeling of home to it. So, yeah, no, there definitely is familiarity. Yeah. Oh, now, so, interesting. so in terms of the house
1: itself, I mean, how did you, I guess – yeah, well, actually, wind back. You know, you decided to say, "Okay, that's it. We'll go and look in regional Victoria." How long did that process take before you landed on the actual place that you ended up buying in? Was was that something that you know that then added quite a lot, a significant amount of time to the whole process?
2: Um. Yes and no. My husband works for the Royal Flying Doctors, and so we were sort of wanting to find somewhere that there was also a base close to oh. where. Mm. Um, we were going to live so that he didn't have to change job because we were sort of nervous about making a big move without at least one of us having a really secure kind of income Mm -hmm. and work to go with. And obviously with our bank pre-approvals and stuff, it probably wouldn't have made any sense for us to quit our job and for them like, please, (laughs) (laughs) please still give us the mortgage that we've been pre-approved for. Um, (laughs) And so we were sort of limited in that. So we started off by looking at where the bases with Royal Flying Doctors. So Darren contacted them about where they needed, like where they needed people and where the best kind of locations were to go. And so he ended up getting a job in Wangaratta, which is about an hour from Mansfield. And so that sort of was like, okay, it's just enough of a commute. And, um, but it's more the town that we wanted. So once we knew that Wangaratta was the spot, we started looking kind of around there and what was going to be the best location for us that's still going to allow him to still work for the same kind of place. And so that's sort of how we ended up being narrowed it quite a lot, I suppose.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, really and then the actual property type, because did you find that the houses were in any way different in that in that area? Because there can be differences, there are differences in different areas across the country, but was there a marked difference in terms of what, you know, how old
2: the houses were? Yeah, I mean, It's a little bit similar to Werribee, but obviously on a much smaller scale because Mansfield is a much smaller town. So we're in a newer subdivision, but just on the outskirts of Mansfield. And so it's still like right in the town, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. it's right on the edge. And so it's only a very short walk to all the things. And so it sort of allowed us to have more faith in those newer areas because it was still within that kind of central more location. So in the actual town, same thing as Werribee, the stuff that's really close and like right in the center is quite old. And and Mm. there's a lot of three bedroom, one bathroom type of properties. And so this was sort of something that we're like, okay, we're willing to look at these sort of outer, because if they're still walkable and they still allow Mm. us to have what we were trying to achieve in Werribee, then it makes sense. And so we ended up with something Quite new and quite modern, um, quite big, and it's on a half acre block. So, was, we got lots of yard for our kids. And so, those sort of things we wouldn't have gotten if we had stayed in Melbourne. Like, if we'd gone to the outer suburbs, we wouldn't have gotten a half acre block, you know, things like that. And um, It would have been half here. the size. That yeah, that's yeah. right. But it means that, you know, we've got a five bedroom house. So, there's a house or a bedroom for all of our kids and, and something, a space for my mom and dad. And we've got you know, a couple of lounge rooms and a a really big alfresco area for outside. And so we kind of got everything that we were wanting. um, And it's still within that kind of walking distance. And so we wouldn't have been able to achieve that without doing some kind of knockdown rebuild um, in, in, in Werribee. Mm.
0: You, You mentioned that you, the first offer that you put on a property that was accepted was private treaty. Did you buy this one? Was this auction or was this private treaty as well? Private
2: treaty. And we were ready to go. I think the other thing that was really good is that we knew what we wanted and we had been looking for it and, we, went and um, but we had the confidence to just, you know, make an offer. And so we, this one came up online um, on a Thursday and we made an offer on Friday and then they made a call for final offers on the Monday and then ours was accepted because we bumped our offer up a little bit. Like I said, we felt really confident doing it. We know sort of the experiences that we had been having and so we felt much more, um, yeah, much more confident. And we probably got some tips and ideas. Like we called a real estate agent that wasn't selling the property in Mansfield Mm -hmm. and asked them what they thought we should bid on it. If we wanted to get in like some ideas about um, sort of what would like a good offer and sort of ask some of those questions. And so the woman that we spoke to was super, super helpful. And that was really good. And then we talked to the council as well and found out a little bit about the area and about the caveats and things like that in the contract and, yeah, just really made an informed decision, but a really confident decision. So that when something came up, rather than kind of going back and forth like we probably did in the past, we're like, no, this is what we want. We're never going to get better. Just it. <laughs> I love that. And, and
0: and the due diligence too. Was it was your offer the second time conditional or was it without conditions? I uh, no, no conditions. So it was an unconditional offer. So you really yeah. had to do all of that investigation before you put your your final offer. Yeah, on. that's exactly right
1: that is a fast turnaround. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you can't do that unless you know what you need to do. Can you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's to get that exactly right.
2: Yeah. That's exactly right. And so we just decided like it was too good of a location and it was too um, big of a block and it was all the things that we had wanted. And we just thought this was our best chance. And having done the course, we knew that that was going to, you know, speed up the chance that we had of being picked. And I think in the end, um, there was another really similar offer, so I'm not sure whether or not having conditions or anything like that was part of why we bought it over those other people. But like I said, it was just that confidence of knowing that we had gone on this really long journey. We had taken so much time, and before, I think we probably would have hesitated and thought, "Could we get better?" But after what we experienced in Werribee, we're like, you know, this is exactly what we're kind of looking for, plus and minus a couple of things. So. You know, just see what happens, and have a go, and have a really serious crack. And we were over the moon when we got it.
0: <laughs> it was the one.
2: It was yeah. There that's is no it. perfection. What do we say, Veronica? It's perfectly perfectly
0: imperfect, imperfect. or imperfectly perfect. In- <laughs> As for you, <laughs> what By is the sound my- of it?
1: I love the fact that you had missed out on some. I, I shouldn't say I love the fact you've missed out on some, but yeah. I, I love the fact that after missing out on yeah. some, that you are like so glad you missed out on them because yeah, I, and
2: we do we have absolutely no regrets and we quite often say that if we, if those things hadn't happened or if we hadn't made the mistakes that we made we would have never even considered leaving mm. where um and once we actually did open our horizons to that we're, we're so pleased like you know now that we don't have to deal with all the traffic and all the things like there's obviously positives and negatives and there's lots that we miss about being in the city but once we sort of let go of that um we're now able to really embrace the positives um for our kids and, and the opportunities that and growing up in a smaller community will have. Uh, yeah. I really it like that. A, it's a good thing. It's a good lifestyle, isn't it? Like it's not just. A yeah. And we decision, get to like, go back to Melbourne and be tourists. So, you know, <laughs> like we drop off our kids at the in-laws and go into the city and you know, do all the things that we wanted to live in Melbourne for, but never had as much opportunity. And if we had paid, as much as we would have needed to, to get what we wanted in Melbourne, we wouldn't have been able to enjoy being there as much because we would have had a much higher mortgage. And so in a lot of ways, I think this has worked out really nicely for us.
1: Wow. So how long are you
2: planning to live there now (laughs) then? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hope that we're here for a long time, actually. I really do. And I think, you know, we're talking about the future, like long term, obviously. And, you know, we're thinking if we were ever to go back to Melbourne, it wouldn't be to the outer suburbs. Like we're apartment in the city people now. (laughs) You know, we want to be amongst it. And we kind of really have recognized that now that we've sort of come out and and looked a little bit more broader and thought outside the box a little bit. So, yeah, no, I think this is it. And if we ever go back into Melbourne, I'll just be like a little weekend apartment <laughs> <And everybody. laughs> a little a little city base yeah me, well, we I'm to pay really... down our mortgage a lot before we think about anything like that but the long-term <laughs> future
0: <laughs> i'm really curious we always ask our guests what would you say um or did you have any aha moments along the way you know that moment where you go oh i hadn't thought about that
2: um yeah probably not any kind of aha moments but i really do think that doing because i did the like where to buy workshop mm-hmm. and i think that was really interesting for me because it was more about like there isn't this one good place that anybody should buy it's about what kind yeah. of suits your needs and thinking about it through those different lenses and there was a lot of conversations that i had with Darren, which is my partner's name Where I'd be like, yeah, but, and I referred to you as the ladies because I did the course myself. And so every time I talk about like the ladies would say, the ladies (laughs) would think that this is what you should do instead. Um, But I think being like, okay, it's not about the perfect house or the, like, it's about making a decision about what's most important for you and then focusing on that. And then um, like kind of looking at every property through that lens. And so that was more of the aha moment where we would go and look at places, and we'd be like, oh, automatically, this is not going to be big enough, so there's no point in really, you know, like, you know, the the online photos made it look so much more spacious than it is. This is never going to work for our kids when they get older, and so we just need to, like, pull the pin on this now before we find anything we really like, and so I think the aha moment was realizing that it wasn't just compromises you have to make overall but within every sort of section of that like we made a compromise on location but we didn't compromise on being in the center and being walkable to things Mm -hmm. we made a compromise on the house but we didn't compromise on the amount of bedrooms that we wanted and the amount of space that we needed to be really comfortable um and so those were kind of the things that i thought was really interesting and i wouldn't have thought about before is that there's compromises you have to make but even compromises within compromises (laughs) so yeah that was interesting
1: that's such a cool way of looking at it too, and I'm so glad. I mean, we get really chuffed. Some, some people we spoke to say they call us our mums. No, yeah, <laughs> it's like having what, <laughs> what my would my mum say? The back in my ear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one on each shoulder. Um, you know, would would our mums approve? So I think that's really cute, you know, the ladies. So yeah, the ladies. <laughs> it is. I love that you say that it was that that moment where you
0: realised it's not because so many people say, where should I buy? And that moment that you realized after doing the where to buy course, it isn't, there isn't an answer to that question. It's a process to go through to arrive at some parameters. Yeah, and I think Mm. that that's
2: sort of where we started thinking about the flexibility of somewhere different. And then when we're sort of like, if we aren't going to get in this area that we really want to be what are other options but to start to think outside of the box in a really different way because you know something like oh why don't you move to Geelong because Geelong is actually quite close to the outer suburbs of mm. uh, of Werribee in particular and lots of people that we know did exactly that they tried yes. to buy in probably more inner suburbs couldn't and so they went to Geelong because their families are in Werribee but then that's still like this quite big commute and you're kind of living your life between two places and so mm-hmm. we really didn't want to do that we thought you know we have no connection to Geelong This like just what other people thought was a good idea and so like now if we're going to do this we're going to do it our way and we're going to really think about what we want we're going to kind of explore some different re- regional communities and think about what would work best for us and this one just really had an awesome vibe that felt really good yeah for us.
1: Yeah, it's it is such an important distinction that that you know the idea that you yes you've got to make compromises but it, it's like you can't actually write down a list of things that you're going to compromise on <laughs> because like you say there's compromises within compromises mm-hmm. and even then you'd go and look at a property and I know this from from talking to uh, clients before they became our clients in in the buyer's agency business, you know, they would agree on paper what they're going to compromise, go and look at a house and then go, but I didn't agree to compromise that, you know, on <laughs> that, and I didn't agree to compromise on that. And it's like, well, you compromise sort of artificially, you know what I mean? You, yeah, you have to layer yeah. it into so intrinsically in terms of, what is important to you as a family and lifestyle and then just view every property through that lens. Like you said, you compromise on the house in some ways but not in others, the location in some ways but not in others. And I think Mm. that that is a really nice nuanced way to go through them. Very excited that the where to buy workshops being so powerful for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was actually, it's probably the most, like, even though all the steps were really helpful, like even I remember thinking, um, you know, just skip the auction section because like we're from this outer suburb that never does. It's all private treaty. And then like the market took off and we're being invited to all these auctions. Like what's happening? So, you know, there was a lot of, um, things that we weren't expecting so having the course laid out like that was really helpful but I do think the where to buy workshop was probably the most useful part for me and that was right at the beginning so it was really good <laughs> yeah,
1: cool so okay. what advice would you have for someone who's actually thinking about doing the your first home buyer guide course and sort of on the fence
2: yeah I would I would just say that if they're on the fence I would say just have a just go for it because there's definitely information and things in it that you wouldn't have ever considered. And even though like my partner's in his 40s, I'm in my 30s. We thought that, you know, we're a little bit older doing this, that we would have had known more, had more experience, had more friends that had gone through the same, like had gone through it before. We have, you know, our parents are really supportive. We probably would have thought it would have been fine just to have a crack on our own, but I decided to do it and really wanted to. And maybe the teacher and me just wanted to find a course to do over the lockdown but there was so much that i learned and there's so many times where my husband would say to me like what would the ladies like once he started to hear the advice and all the things he was like what would the ladies think of this and what and so even for um anybody i think there's going to be information even if you know you were like us and you had bought something before mm. there's a lot of information in there for everybody and it's just worth having a go at it because, yeah, even if it just changes your perspective or your ideas on something a little bit, that might open you up to something completely different. I think
1: that's that's wonderful and thank you for that. But what is classic Darren what would the ladies think and I just (laughs) think that's cool (laughs) (laughs) we we got sort of I don't think maybe 50 50 quite often you know women are more likely the ones to put the hands up and say look I don't know anything here I don't know what I'm doing so I'm happy to learn we do Mm. have quite a lot of men do the course as well and and Mm. the wives sort of or the part the female if they're a heterosexual couple you got the the wife in the background or the female partner in the background learning through you know vicariously through the guy but what I think is actually extra special is that often you get somebody in a partnership that is really open to learning and someone else who's a bit more rigid going no we should be able to do this ourselves and I think that you know if you're in one of those partnerships that's a hard that's a hard place to be you know but when you've actually got a partnership where one's doing the learning and the other one's learning vicariously I think that's the The best way ever.
2: Yeah, and he did. And he was really open. And he was the one that actually said, let's go somewhere completely different. And, and I was like, yeah. Let, and so for the both of us, it was really um, beneficial and really eye-opening and, and start to really explore the different options.
1: Well, we are so thrilled for you thank and you for coming you so on. I love
0: your energy. I could sit here and listen to you talk oh, all day. You. I would so love fine. to teach you like you. Really enjoyed-
2: and I really enjoy it. I can see why people called you the moms. Like you do feel like you get to know somebody, you see them on video and you listen to their voices and you get a sense of their personality and think you know them. And so it's been, yeah. So we, we really appreciate everything that you've done in the course and it's so <laughs> lovely to meet you for real. <laughs> Cool. Thanks well, for coming on that, on with on that chat. much. <laughs> <laughs> and all the best in your new community. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And all the best with the First Home Buyers course. We highly recommend it. Thank you. In this episode, we've
0: covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for 1st home buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website www.homebuyeracademy.com.au don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode and if you like what you've heard today please give us an itunes review five stars would be
1: wonderful it will help others find us as well thank you for joining us we hope you found this really useful and if you have please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat we'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff